Hello and thanks for joining me on another episode of Zolf Talks Podcast, Working for Yourself. We have got a nice episode lined up for you today. This podcast is powered by trustedcreators.org. I am Zolf, hello and welcome. Going into higher education or working for yourself, this is an interesting area. I've got a guest today with me. We're going to talk about this and find out what we think is Something you should think about if you're on this journey, you're not too sure which direction to go. You're planning to either work for yourself or maybe carry on doing a university and focusing more on your education. Uh, my guest today has a little bit of experience on this because he's coming from a, a teaching background. Uh, he produces uh, a number of shows. He's a producer of Spanning Boundaries podcast and he has been working his magic for over seven years producing and hosting podcasts. Former teacher and currently hosts or co-hosts the Smart Smarticle podcast. You remember we had his uh, other co-host on the other day? He was an amazing guy, Larry. So he's at the half. And uh, I'm going to introduce you to Brandon Doble. How are you? Hey, Zoff. Good to be with you, my friend. It's great to have you on today. I'm really glad we got you on. I think we spoke to Larry uh, the last time and we were we were kind of talking about different ideas and he was like, you know what, you should speak to him. Get him on the show. He said, Brandon's going to be amazing. He'll have lots of conversation. And I think coming from your background, you've got that additional bit of knowledge that we're looking for just to help us understand what to look out for, traits along education, schooling, that kind of thing. So can you give me a bit of background about your teaching side of things and why you moved on? Yeah, first, I do have to apologize on behalf of the American people for anything Larry did on the show. Uh, he is Larry, and I have been friends for many, many years, and he is quite the character. Um, you you asked how I got into this or where I got into this. So I was like many young lads coming out of college, university. I went to the University of Oregon in uh, in the great state of Oregon, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. I actually thought I was going to go to law school, and I came out right in the middle of a recession. So if you look at any of the statistics, if anyone comes out of university during a recession, my advice to you is go back into university. Don't try to get a job because it will absolutely kill your career. I, I kind of kicked around for a number of years with maybe three or four years in industrial, like looking at different jobs, whatever. They were just flunky jobs. Uh, and I started thinking about going back to university to get my PhD. And my dad said, you know, son, all you're going to do if you go to get your PhD in history, because I've always loved history, was you're going to be a teacher. So you may want to look at teaching first before you do that. So uh, I did do that. I got into a teaching program and 25 years later, I left teaching. So it was a great career for me. And I'm definitely on my second path. It, teaching ultimately led me to this without question. I taught the reason I got into podcasting is because I was teaching technology classes uh, I fell in love with, I've always loved technology. I've always loved playing around with things and similar to kind of what you're doing and just looking at all sorts of different mediums. And I was teaching my students and I thought, what a great way to sort of tell a story. And this was probably 10, this was really early on in the podcasting world, at least 10 years ago. And I started teaching this. There were some some early podcast software and I started teaching and I said, like, you know, this would be really fun. And Larry who came on with you and I just sat down together one day. He had this little studio in his apartment in San Francisco. And we just did this thing called poking the bear where he would just ask me questions. It was, it was horrifically bad. I think the audio was good because Larry is pretty good at audio, but we, it was a really, it, 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 when I look back in the rearview mirror, 
everything stemmed out of that podcast. And subsequently, I've had people call me up and say, hey, I'd really love help starting this podcast. I do this higher education podcast called Spanning Boundaries with a guy that's in higher education. And he talks with a bunch of professors and university writers. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. It's not my passion, but it is his. And I love helping him do it. Uh, and at, we, Larry and I did a trivia podcast together. And now we've done Smarticle, which is like the third iteration of a podcast. So this is... I will say this to your audience right now. What you're doing is the coolest thing on earth. And the reason I say that is you said about how should people decide to go to work for themselves or not? I can't really answer that question for you personally. Some people, there's financial issues. There's like, you know, what do they want to do with their life issues? Maybe they've got responsibilities. But if you have any ability to follow your passion, to do it the thing that you actually want to do, go to work for yourself because you will not. One of the things I had the hardest time was I would have a vision to want to do something, but I would have to answer to all these different disparate parts. And when I run how I got that way, media LLC, which is just me and Larry, I don't have to answer to anybody. And I, somebody said, you know, do you, do you work less now? And I'm like, I actually work way more, but what I do in my job is so fun and so passionate and so life-giving that it is the greatest job I've ever had, you know? So if you're even thinking about that, going into your own thing, I highly recommend at least take a shot. And the great thing is, the last thing I'll say about this is that we live in a time and space where back in the day when you wanted to start a business, you had to hang a shingle out, you had to rent a building, you had to get work. We don't have to do that now. I started this up in my, I built a little studio in my house. Uh, luckily, I have a very, very understanding and loving wife uh, and family so that I can do this. But I have been amazed at the things that I can do you know, leveraging technology is incredible. So only to say that to people is when you look at this, say, oh, I could never start a company or do this. I'm like, yes, you can make a phone call, reach out to somebody like Zolf, email me. I will, I will at least point you in the right direction. I think it's amazing. And I encourage anyone who's got a passion for doing something to just go out and do it. Definitely. I think some of the points you mentioned there are really interesting, especially around the journey and your education and then going through the law and then deciding what you want to do and history and these things. It's You're right. What we want to do is give people listening the option that, you know what, this is what you can do. It may not be right for everyone, exactly like you say, because we can't predict what people are going through in life. However, if they can see what we've done, for example, I'm basically talking about my journey of coming out of college, going straight into work, working for about 10 or 15 years in the financial sector, and then moving into another area where I'm like, you know what, let me spend a bit of time doing what I love. Can I make it a business? And then sharing that. And if people can hear that and see, okay, they can relate that he's done this, 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 he's sharing what he's doing. Can I also do that? I wouldn't recommend dropping your job and just starting something. A lot <laughs> of the times people that get into this role have done something alongside their current job. They test it and see, you know what? Am I good at it? Should I carry on? And then slowly knock off to obviously going a, a less time at your job and then deciding if it's bringing in enough money to live off, basically. But I like how you decided that and went through the education start of it and then looked at a small podcast. A lot of these things start small, but they get bigger. If you were to look back, were you, were you, do you think you made the right decision? Oh, 100%. When I left teaching, I had been a teacher and an administrator for close to 25 years at that point. And people say, well, do you miss it? I'm like, not really. I mean, I, I miss students. I miss, you know, I miss certain aspects of it. But what I really, what fuels me is 
is working with people that are interesting and creative. And so what I found is in schools, that wasn't always the case. You didn't always get to choose who you work with and how you work with them. And I will say to anybody that's thinking about doing this, it is not easy. It is it is a a a long slog haul. It can be, I should say. Some people blow up overnight, and that's fine. But ultimately, if you if you love what you do, which I truly do, and I loved teaching, but what I got to the point was I I'm just regurgitating information, and I'm certainly inspiring kids and all the things that teachers do, and and I have mad respect for for anyone that stays in it. And I, I talked to my friends. I'm like, there's a type of person that they are called to be. It's a vocas from the Latin, right? It's a vocation. It's it's a calling to their life. That word vocation oftentimes is sort of like misunderstood, but vocas means a call. I never really felt a call to be a teacher. I felt a call to learn. So I felt like I was always a learner. That, that term got kicked around a lot in the last few years of a, a lifelong learner. I am a lifelong learner. You cannot get into a business for yourself and not become a lifelong learner. I have learned to edit. I have learned to produce. I've learned interview broadcast. You and I were talking about different technical aspects of sound and everything. I'm just, I feel like I've barely scratched the surface. And that to me is one of the most exciting parts about this is that I, there is so much more out there and it's not daunting. It's just awesome. It's like, wow, I can learn so much more. I could do so much more. And and that was where I felt like a teaching, I was sort of limited on what I could actually do of my own volition. And that's why I love doing this. So if somebody's inclined to be that way and says, man, I really want to create, some, I, I want to sell crystals, you know, online, then go sell crystals online. If you're really passionate about it, people will find you. You may never get rich, but you will be a lot more happy than you would have if you were slogging away in a job that you hated. So that that's my advice to anyone that's thinking about doing it. Okay, yeah, definitely. So looking along that, what will happen is a lot of people decide to do something they enjoy and they'll feel like they don't like that massive saying that people say, if you work and you don't work for your life, you're basically working at what you like doing and you don't have to work another day of your life, something like that. I, I, I mashed up right. that quote. Right, I know what you mean. There's a quote, yeah. So what normally happens is people will find something they enjoy doing and then they can just carry on doing that. It might just be enough to keep the bills paid, but your personal health, your mental health, you're happier. All of that makes a big difference as opposed to going to a job which you're not getting your true potential. You're not able to look at more progression and you're doing the same type of thing every day. So going through school and you're while teaching, what kind of age group were you teaching? I taught, well, I taught every age from from kindergarten through adults. So, and I'm not even kidding. I've taught summer school and the thing, but my primary uh, area of teaching was in middle mm-hmm. school and high school. So, so okay. um, probably 12 to, to 18. Okay, that's the ideal age then, because that's when people start thinking about what they want to do in future, going into working or career or what they decide. Do you think as a teacher, because I got my break really in college when I had a a teacher who was talking about cameras and I got interested and ever since then it's always been cameras and photography and video and that's kind of been my big break so teachers play a massive role in children's life as in they'll see oh yeah you know what he's really passionate about what he's doing he's teaching me I want to be like that as well so do you spot easily the type of children that would do well or they exceed is that something you've got in teaching or have you experienced that? Well, absolutely. I mean, I think you definitely see people that have a natural proclivity to certain things. Students. I have a former student who I could tell you when she was 12 years old that she was a genius. She is now uh, matriculated from the aerospace program at University of Michigan and is now on her way to uh, a dual program at MIT and Harvard. I mean, she's truly 
a special kid and young woman now, I guess you would say. Um, but there are other students I had over the years that sort of didn't know and found the thing they want to do. I, I only say that I don't, I think sometimes we have this thing, well, if you don't know, you know, when you're 12, you're never going to know. That's not true. Some people are really lucky, like, like the student I had, Adina Epstein, who was just brilliant. But there are other students that it takes them a long time. And then all of a sudden, they, the, 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 the person I'm doing spanning boundaries with was the starting shortstop on a baseball team I coached. And now he's become this truly brilliant educator, thoughtful young man. He's young man. He's in his 30s now. But he, so he didn't know when he was, 13 years old that that was what he wanted to do but he is de he is truly a passionate educator so you know i think that i can i could see a kid what you said about teachers being a conduit to learning i think is even more important uh, you know uh, there were kids uh, i've someone sent me this thing recently a former colleague of mine said you know the 10 of your former students have gone on to become history teachers you know of a thousand kids i mean it's a fairly small you know subgroup but that's a fairly large group if you consider those people i'm like oh crazy why would you want to do that but so so you hope that you bring your passion for whatever it is i'm a passionate learner and i love studying history so it was one of those things i think that came across naturally to them but you said about you had a teacher that introduced you to cameras and everything. I think we can also introduce ourselves to things. Like I, I kind of, you know, because we were using all these new technologies, all of a sudden I was like, well, this is really cool. And this is really cool. And there was things coming along, different uh, database softwares that schools were using that I was like, ah, I'd really like to learn how that works. Um, I think if you are a interested person and you are a person that is curious, you're going to find your passion. And I think that teachers can cultivate that and foster that, but ultimately it's going to come from within. And don't say, because I don't know what I'm doing right now at this very second, that you won't know what you want to do 5, 10, 11, 20 years from now. That's interesting. A lot of teachers do it because they like that little bit of boost they get when they see the kids doing really well. So it's amazing that you've been able to teach loads of children and a lot of them are coming on to do what you did. So that just shows that they were inspired by what you were doing and they enjoyed it enough to actually go and do it. That's amazing. Yeah. And people always say that like, well, you're, you're really lucky. You didn't get paid a lot, but you got a lot of feedback. And it's true. I absolutely got a lot of uh, a lot of little dopamine kicks along the way from former students who I have thousands of letters from kids that have written me over the years. Um, I do feel very, very fortunate and blessed to have found something that did something better for the world than just simply showing up at my desk office space style every day, you know, and uh, filling out TPS reports. So I, I do feel like that is a, a huge part of the benefit of being a teacher uh, and I don't regret a single minute of it. Uh, you asked me if I missed it. I, I, I don't. I could go. Let's let's put it this way. I could go back and be a teacher today. I could walk into any classroom anywhere and be fine. But it's not really. This is my passion. And so maybe five years from now, I'll say, hey, you know what? I want to go teach at a high school economics class. That would be really fun. Uh, so, again, life is this ever unfolding tapestry. I really believe that. So right now, at this point, probably not. But who knows? So comparing that success and that motivation from teaching, where you were getting like instant feedback, in comparison to working for yourself and doing your own thing, do you think you get the same kind of feel now what you're doing, or is there something that's missing now? Uh, there's definitely nothing missing. Uh, okay. you, that's a great question. That's a million-dollar question for anybody that's thinking about switching careers. Um, every single day brings new challenges 
like uh, just coming on with you today. Like, you know, I looked at what you were doing and I was like, that dude is on to something. That is awesome. And, you know, I, I, I just thought, wow, this would be really fun to be part of a, a few minutes of just having a conversation with somebody that's doing something cool. So there's not a single day that goes by where I'm not, I look at my website and I'm like, oh, you know, I need to figure out the SEO on that. I need to figure out, um, you know, maybe there's YouTube video or maybe there's a class I could take on how to bring in audio. You know, the old saying of if it's bad audio, there's no fixing it. And I, that's sort of true, but you can also do a lot of really cool magical things with audio. And I love it. Video is something that people keep asking me like, Hey, you know, could you do video for my company or whatever? And I'm like, well, I've never have, but I could certainly try. And you know, I could, it's, it's again, it's, I don't think it's rocket science, but it's not, there is a barrier to it for sure. Um, but it's all about, for me, it's the learning process. So when you, you say like, is there a day that goes, I'm like, ah, do I miss that? No, man. I love getting up. I, I could do this job all day long. Like I, I'm, I'm out and about, I'm like, Oh, I got to get those two shows done. I got to edit that. And I think other people will be like, Oh, what a grind. I'm sorry. You have to do that. I'm like, no, man, are you kidding me? That is absolutely fun. Now, if that changes at some point, I don't know, maybe I'll be like, well, I'll hire somebody else to do the producing part or something like that. Or maybe I'll give somebody else a chance to do it. But right now there is not a moment that goes by that I don't love what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. So in addition now, even with the motivation and the good feelings you are getting when kids were doing well, I think that does translate to your current role because some of the things you talk about, how you do your podcast, a smart article where you're giving articles, you're making changes to people's lives that are listening. And they're hearing your side of the story, your uh, the way you talk with your co-host, and that brings an additional bit of, uh, you're actually in people's ears and they're hearing you during their life. So there's an additional amount of motivation there and people are still enjoying your stuff. It's just, you're probably not hearing this as quickly as you would have from a student telling you this. So there's still people out there that enjoy this and maybe sharing what we're doing. It is important. I'm trying to keep this impartial in terms of teaching, staying into education and working. They're both going to have their plus and minuses there's not going to be a day where you're going to be 100 percent happy you would always have challenges in either of those so you need to be prepared for those and if you're thinking about going on to higher education if that's where you focus on if that's what your drive is then think about that seriously and think am i going to be happy because not always are you going to be happy and try not to think of it i know it's easy to say when you're financially secure but try not to think of it in a monetary monetary sense of view because a lot of people focus on the money side of it oh i want to start working to get money in but again it depends if you're listening today how that fits into your life because money is an important thing to keep the wheels going do you think working for yourself you enjoy that as much as if you were to go back to teaching and then maybe do both uh, like uh, split your day into two would that be an option for you just so that if someone is thinking about this can they split their time in a way where they can manage both we call them projects oh absolutely if you wanted to look at this as a project and you wanted to i mean if uh, my my i'm endeavoring to create something that has you know length and uh, it, it takes a lot of time i mean as you've said it takes a lot of time to do what i'm doing but there's no question that i could uh, you know just create a podcast and do it once a week. And, you know, uh, I hate to use the term pontificate, but I think as a teacher, you kind of learn. I would not be as good at what I do as a podcaster and an interviewer had not, had I not spent thousands of hours being a teacher. I had to, one of the things I will, I really believe this saying is if you want to learn how to do something, teach it. And I, 
I could tell you how many times I would go in and I would have a subject that I have to teach. I'm like, well, I better learn this because I'm going to be responsible to this group of people. You know, no matter what age they are, I'm going to have to be the expert in it. Um, and so you learn tricks and skills along the way. And the same way about when I'm on, when, when we're doing Spartacle, we get an article and we talk about it. My goal is to not ever bore somebody, to, but to pass on what I believe, but with the full understanding, they don't have to agree with me. And that was my same goal. I would say to my students all the time, you should not be agreeing with everything I say. If you're agreeing with everything Mr. Doble says in your room, there's something you're not thinking critically because not everything I say is true. And not every, I, I don't know everything. And half the time I'm making it up, guys. And they would laugh and you, you have these little things. But ultimately, that's what we're doing is we're, we, we try to come at something with passion, with, with, with training and with expertise. I have heard a, tens of thousands of experts talk about things when I fundamentally disagree with them. You and I could talk about what kind of microphone we like to use. And you could say, no, this is the greatest microphone ever, right? And I could say, no, that's not the greatest microphone ever. You're crazy. This sure, 650 or whatever. But it, it comes down to, can we defend our position to a degree and also accept the fact that, you know, sometimes it's just a, a, a druthers. Like, I really enjoy this thing because of X, right? So, um, you know, we're in a world where we were talking before we started the show about all the technology and we're constantly like, ooh, you get a little bit, you can turn into a little bit of a geek head around technology. You're like, oh, that mic has this and this and this. Um, and 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 so there's a million, but it's always about coming at it, in my opinion, from an educated position. So you're saying, should I go back and should I go to university? Should I start my own business? We're well, not going to go wrong either way. I mean, Ultimately, if you go at whatever you do with the idea that I'm going to learn something in this and it's going to better me in the future, then you're going to win. If you go into it saying, I don't really, I don't want to, hey, if you don't know what you want to do when you go to university, take a year off and travel. That's my advice to you. Yes. Okay. So that's really good then. So people thinking about this, like you just said, there's a nice summary of saying whatever you do is not going to be the wrong decision because it's down to how well you apply yourself to either education or teaching or working for yourself because you can use what you learn in school, college and luckily from what you've explained, you're one of the good teachers, the way you're teaching there because there are some teachers out there which just teach from a textbook and don't add mm -hmm. that extra bit to it which is important and I think from experiencing debates and having healthy conversations it is an important part especially during while you're at school because if you can question things and that gets you more intrigued to find out why is something a certain way using examples of microphones for example there's different things out there everybody has a different voice and then understanding what is good for someone else may not be good for you but having the healthy conversation of okay yeah that makes sense his voice is slightly deeper lighter than mine so maybe i need something different and then using your education to say do I need to consider that or should I just get that made? Because sometimes people have barriers around trying to get gear and these things, but sometimes you can just start and then slowly figure it out as you go on, exactly like you mentioned. Is there anything in your life at the moment that you're working on that you think you can add a bit more education to? Because you mentioned you're looking at like YouTube videos and learning and things. Is there anything that you've found that you can oh. apply your teachings to that would maybe help someone else? That is the best question I've been asked in, in at least two hours. Um, yes. I, you know, I was thinking when you were talking about that, we we're talking about universities and you know, you have a degree and I have a degree and I have a lot of letters in education next to my name, a ridiculous amount of, of letters for accreditations and all these things. But I was thinking about somebody who was looking at, let's maybe listen to this, who's thinking about trade. 
And they really, I was talking to a friend of mine who's in tech. He's like, you know, I really just want to be a, I want to make cabinets. I want to be a cabinet maker. I love it. He's like, man, I love making it. And I'm like, that, if that, if you have something like a craft or a trade that you like, I've known people that were electricians and plumbers and they took their craft as an artisan, as it, look at it like, how can I be an artisan? What I want to do, you will be a constant learner for the rest of your life. So you said, what can I learn, man? If I could take an audio class right now today, if I could go over to the local university and sign up for an audio class, they don't offer one. But if I could, I know that there's other like you dare and other different things that you could do. That's what I'm doing. That's exactly what I want to do because I'm, I guess I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything. And I would always say to my students. When they say, well, this is hard or this is easy, I'd say, well, you don't know what you don't know. And I, I know that there are certain things in here where I'll get these light bulb moments every single day. I'm like, oh, no way. There's a thing called the noise gate on that audio thing, which takes out X. And it's just like this bizarre explosion happens in your head. You're like, that is so cool. So would I do that in a minute? And I think that anybody who goes in whatever, you start your own business, your own career, whatever you're doing, you cannot look at it as static. It has to be ongoing. If you want to enjoy what you're doing and you want to get better at it, you need to look at it as if you're a craftsman, as if you were an artisan and you're building. My goal is to build the best podcast in the world, whether anyone listens to it or not. I want it to sound good. I want it to be interesting. When we interview guests, I want it to be, I want it to be great guests and I want those guests to be interesting. So whatever we're doing, I want it to be the best I can be. Is it going to be? Probably not. I don't know. But I certainly endeavor for that. And I think that that is, if you're going to go out and try to do something, start with that goal in mind. With the understanding that it's going to take you a while and it's a slow build and it can be a grind. But man, if you look at it as I'm a craftsman, you will create a great craft. I, I firmly believe that. Yes. Now, going on to that, there's lots of great information you mentioned there. So there will be elements of we're always going to continually be learning. No matter how good you get, you can always learn something from someone else. So never discount who you're speaking to because that's an important part. Keep an open mind and you'll be amazed about the things you can learn. Even looking at topics that you think you know, if you look at someone else talking about them, you'll be like, actually, wait a minute, I don't do that element. Maybe I should add that into my workflow and marrying up different elements. So you might be a really good education person. And you, if you're thinking about working for yourself, you can marry those together. There's Skillshare, there's Udemy, which basically teaches working for themselves as well as working for students so there's loads of options there where you don't have to pick one or the other you could do both and even using the internet to marry up special skills like in your example you mentioned about the cabinet making and artisan skills there are key areas out there where people need custom tables made for studio setups so if they were able to reach a customer audience where podcasters or video sets are being made that's an amazing place to have someone because you have to make everything bespoke to the size so there's loads of avenues out there so there's a endless opportunities and i think covering today's topic we're kind of seeing different areas there what are some projects you're working on at the moment in addition to the the smarticle podcast you mentioned about your spanning boundaries podcast what kind of work are you doing there are you sorting out the audio well i'm doing the audio i'm doing the audio uh editing and i'm doing the producing of the show like i'll call the guests and whatever i, I kind of do everything from nuts and nuts to bolts he you know the so this is a great example. He is a full he has a full time job in education tech, and he does this on the side. So it's like filling in when he can actually 
set up a time to meet and talk to these professors. He is talking, he has this sort of avenue into these brilliant people. Um, and so what I'm trying to do with him is help him be a better broadcaster. He he tends to be, he hasn't done it. I always say to people, listen, you want to know how you speak? Record yourself because you will see all your little audio ticks and things that you do. Talk to it, talk to a sound guy about your audio ticks because I hear mine all the time. I interrupt myself, I repeat words, there's all these crazy things. So with spanning boundaries, that's really his passion project. My passion for the, is to help him do that. Um, we are working on, Larry and I are, are working on a couple of things. I mean, Smarticle is our number one thing. It's what I do every day. Um, but we're working on sort of opening up a live broadcast similar to this, but we're, we re-interview interesting people. The trick to that is, as you know, or I, I'm assuming our audience knows, there's 8 million podcasts out there and there's about 200 good ones or less. So trying to you look at it, it's like people say, well, does anybody listen? I know exactly how many people listen. I look at the metrics. I know all those things. But ultimately, I'm making this, and every project we're doing is with the idea of making it the best possible thing I can do. I listen to podcasts all the time. You're like, do you ever get tired of like, nope, that tells me I'm in the right business. But I listen to them as somebody that's in it. To I listen for the quality a lot of times. Are they a good interviewer? Is their audio good? I'm amazed at how many high-end podcasts have terrible audio. So, you know, it, it, and I'm also amazed those that are these sort of like serial and different podcasts. When you have a team behind you, you can, if you have that creative edge, you can create some amazing things. That's what we're endeavoring to do is to take Smarticle to, to, like you said, to continue to teach people, but also to say, what else is out there? I don't know what's going to happen two months from now, let alone two years from now. But I do know that I want to do things like live broadcasting, live streaming, uh, not because it's something that's deeply passionate to me, but because, again, I want to create this thing. And somebody asked me recently, like, why do you do this? I'm like, because I love the art of it. I love the creation aspect of it. I am literally creating thousands, if not tens of thousands of hours of audio that maybe it's only me and Larry's mom that will ever listen. But it is so exciting to be, to me, it's like, maybe you're an artist that, that does really cool sculptures and nobody really appreciates it until you're dead. I mean, and then it all of a sudden they're like, wow, that guy was doing so amazing. That's how I really feel about it. I truly feel like if I never, ever get long-term success in doing what I'm doing, that I am creating something amazing right now. I am doing something for my daughter. I'm creating this, this sort of breadth of work that she can listen to, that my grandkids and great grandkids can listen to. It's like this, I mean, I'm a history teacher by training. It's this crazy thing that I've created. That's, that's basically codifying and, 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 and taking a picture in time of something that I've created. And I'm just like, you know, that's pretty darn cool. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of the times we will always strive to make each episode better and better. And that just gives us an extra improvement. Think of it like exercise. A lot of people do exercise for themselves. A lot of people do meditation, all sorts of things. If you feel like you do and I do, and we're doing these episodes, it's about enjoying it, having a conversation with someone new, talking about different elements of life. And then as we get better, exactly like you said, when we go back, edit some of this, we're like, actually, you know, when I'm speaking, I could be speaking a little bit more nicely, saying less words that are little ticks. And that improves our vocabulary. We carry on to better jobs. People notice that and automatically life opens up for you. So it's not the case that we're always doing it for the money or to do it to be famous. Sometimes it's simply 
sharing what we know in the aim that someone after we've gone finds it useful and can make sense of it exactly like people write books they want to share what they've done so someone else can read that and get a faster kick in life basically so they don't have to make all the mistakes we made so ideally going through the situation if you're thinking about this share your journey throughout the process you can reach out to us we are on social media i'll put show notes in the description as well but i think we had an amazing episode today mm-hmm. well, we, hope so. we have we have uh, the main thing is people that listen will either enjoy it or they will say you know what i didn't really enjoy it but we did i enjoyed it so that's you know the there's a thing. kid out there or there's a there's a middle-aged man or woman out there that are saying you know if these two guys can do that, yeah. maybe I can do it too. And I think that that's a, if yeah. nothing else comes out of that, that's exciting. Definitely. I'd like to say thank you very much for joining me today. It's been an amazing episode. We have another one planned. We will be putting that out on social media. It has been zovtalks.com and I'll be putting show notes to my guests today and make sure to check him out. See you on the next episode.